Hello, lovely humans. Let's talk about how wonderful the world is. Are you mad? It's bloody awful out there. It's just the worst. Hey, guys. Hi, everybody. We're back again. Hello. We decided we were going to be weird this week and split our stories into two. So Whoa. this is episode 15B. 15B. And I said B's for bitch. Even though Patty super outbitched me on this one because she had a way worse, way worse story than I could aspire to do. Uh, I was looking to find particular victims, but I didn't have... I wanted to that find out. Story. Good. Yeah, well, like, or survivors of this crucifixion <laughs> or something, but. No, I like it. I yeah. Like it. Anyway. So, my topic today is a serial killer. No way. I know. That sounds super played out, but <laughs> stick with me. Serial killers? That's a new topic. Right? No one's into mm. that. <laughs> uh, but I'm very into that. And I'm very. Did into we? Okay, wait, stop. Oh. Go back. This is just the worst. It literally says it. You cannot get here without knowing that that's what you're listening to. But we have to announce it. Okay. Hey, guys. What if this is somebody's first episode? I'm Patty. Valentina. We are new at this. As we mentioned, episode 15B. That means we only have 15 episodes under our belt. Yeah, we're little babies. Yeah. Little podcast babies. Yeah. Yeah, we're little toddlers. So be kind. So be forgiving. And this is the first time we're trying two episodes in one week. Yep. Shortening them up a little. And we'd love giving you more. your criticism. Yeah, thanks I... for all the criticism. No, I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been kind and generous and loving and supportive and no, absolutely the best. I, I would like to know. Like, there's nothing worse than doing something wrong and then continuing to do it wrong. And everybody can and tell you it's great. And people are like, well, why does she do that? Do like, people do that to you at work ever? Uh, or I feel have like they it ever? has happened in the past. Yeah. Where I'm like, well, why did you let me keep doing that? I know. If it I, bothers I get that. you that I come in at like 9, 10 every day, just be like, hey, can you come in by 9? Like, don't let me just keep coming in at 9, 10. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a terrible example. <laughs> if I'm rolling in at noon every day and you really want me there at 8, <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't just tell me that I should be there at 8. Basically. What's the problem? I feel like that too, though. Like people, and I can't say that I'm really any different because I don't like to tell people bad really? things either. I, I oh, prefer, I make jokes. I mean, I do it with my team because I feel like I have to in order to help their careers, right, sure. and to help them be successful. So I I can do it in that respect, but it's not my favorite thing to do. Is be like, hey, I usually I really don't like this. Yeah, I usually just so make I, a joke of it. Like, whoa, um, look who's here um, before noon. Good job, buddy. <laughs> like. <laughs> But people, like, I'll find that something will go on for months, like somebody on my team or me mm-hmm. or whatever is doing something that really is not working for somebody else. And we're a support group in my company. And so we all need to, you know, do what Definitely. they need us to do. And then all of a sudden I'll get lambasted with this. This keeps happening. And I'm like, wait, whoa. Yeah, Why didn't we talk about it, it the first time? It doesn't work like that. <laughs> I hate that. It's so, yeah. So I'm trying to be better at that because I think it actually shows that you like a person if you're willing to say, like, hey – this isn't working and this could be a problem yeah. for you in the future. So quit it. Yeah. Um, that's actually a nice thing to do. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. It's I hard. appreciate that. Anyway. So yeah. we're trying to, um, yeah, anyway, always improve. So we like, I don't know, criticism is the right word, but feedback. Yeah. Any sort of uh, do we advice. Do shit too much? Do we? We might tell you to fuck off. 
and it's say, true. you know, it's our fucking show. Yeah. Don't yeah. listen. Yeah. That could totally happen. Yeah. But we'd like to hear it just in case we yeah, want to like, take your advice. That one girl does too many voices. That's weird. Weird. And that other one needs to talk sweaty balls more often. <laughs> Keep your voice just low. Give the podcast a smooth talking one. The other one's a <laughs> Stop talking in your real monster. voice. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so welcome to Just the Worst. Yep. Episode 15B. Yep. And I'm going to talk about murder. She's going to talk about serial killers. Yeah. We or know, one. I, one I try not to do this often because right. I know that there's 10 trillion podcasts that do it. But it sparked my attention because I'm reading Mindhunter, which is obviously the Whoa. book. The book that inspired the Netflix series. Did you watch the Netflix series of first? Course. Okay, just checking. Some people like to read it first. With right? the little adorable Jonathan Groff. <gasps> Ed Kemper. We, no. I Jonathan like, Groff is like Ed the Kemper. Whole, well, we do love him but well, why would you even talk about anybody else because jonathan groff is adorable and he played king george in hamilton and i'm a nerd about that stuff. Uh, so okay. yeah all right yeah, yeah, yeah about that and other stuff too yeah oh everything <laughs> so he's basically playing a character that's based on the author of this book john e douglas who was one of the first and best criminal profilers in the fbi he's such a cool nobody job. thought about profiling criminals like there was no kind of I bet he did this, and I bet this is the reason behind this, which I still think is just magic, but there really is a science kind of behind it. Um, it would be the coolest job ever, I think, to, like, oh, my God. Oh, be so great. I love it. Yeah. That'd be so... I wish I could just be that observant I want to go back to school people, to be a profiler. Right? Yeah. I went through a phase when I was getting my paralegal degree online because I was bored at work. And they paid for it. And it was amazing. Um, where I was like, I want to work in jury selection because I Ooh. love the shit. And I mean, I don't, maybe it's just cinematic, but the stuff that's like, this guy's low income, but look how clean his shoes are. So he has a certain amount of pride. So that links to this. And that like, would be crazy. Just fucking weird shit. Yeah. Like, I love shit like that. Uh, so I'm very into this stuff. So this book chronicles basically the birth of the behavioral unit and some of the more interesting cases along the way, including our beloved Ed Kepper and BTK <laughs> and the Atlanta child murders. And That's got to go into some clip of some kind. Our beloved Ed Kemper. We love Ed Kemper. <laughs> I only remember that I don't love him when I read that he used to like dissect his cats. Right. But he didn't torture them. Oh. Not to worry that he fucked his mom's neck. Uh, I mean, but the cat moms, dissection, right? Uh, moms, am I right? <laughs> Sometimes that seems the we best solution. Cope. We all cope in different ways. <laughs> I drink myself to death. I don't know. Uh, but so one of the cases, I was super shocked that I'd never heard of, especially because it was in the Bay Area. So it is what? Yes. It's the tale of the trail side killer. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I've never heard of said trail side right? killer either. What trail and he was, was he aside? Legit. August 1979. Okay. Etta Kane, athletic, 44-year-old bank executive, was hyping. She was hyping up her <laughs> bank. <laughs> but also hiking up Mount Tamalpais. 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 Just call it Mount Tam. Tam. Mount Tam. Yeah. Uh, which is a big mountain overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge in the San Francisco Bay. So I should know how to pronounce it because everybody <laughs> here does. We um, should have talked about that before we started recording. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, 
So her husband got worried when she didn't make it home by Uh nightfall. He called the police and they found her body the next day. She was naked with one sock on, face down in a kneeling position with a single gunshot wound to the head. There's no evidence of sexual assault. So March 1980, so what, like six months later, Barbara Schwartz, 23, found in Mm. Mount Tam Park, stabbed repeatedly in the chest, but also in a kneeling position. Fast forward to October. Wait, wait, was she naked? Uh, I don't. I so a little bit different. One shot, one stab. Possibly, yeah. Both kneeling. Okay. October. Ann Alderson, 26, went for a jog around the park. Her body was found the next day with a bullet wound in the side of the head. Fully clothed, face up, propped against a rock. November. Huh. Shauna May, 25, failed to meet up with two hiking companions in Point Reyes Park, which is also another beautiful park north of San Francisco. Two days later, her body was found in a shallow grave with another decomposing corpse. What? Yeah, of another hiker, 22-year-old Diana O'Connell, who had gone missing in the park the month before. Both women had single gunshot wounds to the head. The same day, two more bodies are found. 19-year-old Richard Stowers and his... A man. Yeah, and his 18-year-old fiance Cynthia Moreland, both of whom went missing in mid-October. Investigators determined that they were killed the same holiday weekend, Columbus Day, as Ann Anderson. So Columbus from- Day is really dangerous. Ugh. Yeah. You should just stay indoors then. Basically. Yeah. Uh, so for months, there had been warnings on all of the trails, don't hike alone, blah, blah, blah. But obviously finding four bodies in one day, everyone goes apeshit. And this was in 1980-what? Uh, 1980. 1980. Started okay. in 79, carries into 80. Okay. Um, eyewitnesses are giving a billion different descriptions, which we know is ridiculous because eyewitnesses are a terrible. It's like the worst evidence there is. It really is. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I try to remember like a guy I saw at the gas station and I'm like, nope. I'm pretty sure I could stare right at a like wanted poster, turn around, run right into that yeah. person, and have no idea it was the same person. Yeah, unless there was something like amazing about them. Yeah, I 100 percent would. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, so there were a pair of bifocals found at the scene of one of the victims, Barbara Schwartz, um, which were found to be prison issue. So mm. now the FBI, California State. Department of Justice are all working to identify all the recently released offenders with a history of sex crimes against women. So I'm saying that Mount Tam isn't far from uh, San Quentin. Right. Yeah. So speculation in the press led to think that it might be the Zodiac Killer who went inactive in 1969, still never caught. Right. um, Thinking maybe he'd been in prison in the meantime. Uh, But then they kind of ruled it out because the Zodiac Killer liked taunt the cops, write them letters, and this trailside killer hadn't communicated with anybody. So now we're in March 1981. A young couple is shot in Henry Cowell Redwood State Park near Santa Cruz. One of them is Ellen Marie Hansen, 21-year-old sophomore at Davis, uh, was found dead from gunshot wounds. But her boyfriend, also found with gunshot wounds, Stephen Hertel, um, was left for dead, but actually wasn't. So he was... Able to provide a partial description of a man with crooked yellow teeth. Um, so going from that with some other eyewitnesses, they were able to match such a man to a late model red foreign car. So at this point, they bring in our guy, 
John Douglas from the FBI Ooh, yeah. to try to get a profile uh-huh. of like what this fucking clown is about. So is this in Mindhunter? Yeah. This guy? Uh, it's not in the show. Oh, okay. But it's in the book. I mean, it might be in the next season, but it's not in this season. Okay. Um, so his analysis is that it's someone that would be familiar with the area, which means he's a local, but he's shy, reclusive, and then goes on to say he might have a speech impediment, which is super specific. Yeah, so, why did he think that? Did they right. explain? Okay. So con- the local psychologist had decided the offender was charming, sophisticated, and good-looking, but our guy Douglas thought that he would instead be unsure of himself in social situations, and he chose victims of opportunity rather than focus on a certain victimology. He's probably white, probably intelligent, with a blue-collar job, and has spent time in jail. His M.O. was simply to approach his victims from behind if possible and become aggressive to overwhelm them. He would have a history of at least two of the three background indicators of psychopathy, which is kind of hotly debated. This is the fighting fire. McDonald triad, yeah. Yeah. Fire starting, bedwetting, and cruelty to animals, which now their studies are kind of showing that it's not necessarily an indicator of psychopathy. It's an indicator of abuse. Of trauma of some kind. As a child, yeah. But it does, it's found in so so many of the serial well, I would killers imagine that study that you know juvenile trauma or childhood trauma right. will lead people to psychopathy at some level or at least disassociation in such For a sure. degree that they can then go and perpetrate yeah these kinds like of things. your mom screams at you because you stutter and you wet the bed and you feel powerless so you set a fire or you kill a squirrel and you know what i mean like it makes sense um so Douglas also thought the killer was probably in his 30s and had recently experienced some precipitating stressors. So our Precipitating hero- stressors? Yeah. Okay. So our huh. hero looks at the files and says, this guy has a condition he felt awkward or ashamed about and that overpowering an unsuspecting victim and being able to dominate and control her was his way of con- overcoming his handicap. So some of the options would be that he's very homely, he has acne scarring, damage from polio, missing a limb. Um, but because of the physicality of the attacks, uh-huh. a very crippling condition would have to be rolled out. Right. And with all the eyewitness accounts, as terrible as they may be, there would have been a mention of a very obvious disfigurement. Right. He's missing an arm would have been obvious. Right. Yeah. Or like his face was pockmarked right. to heaven. Yeah. Or burned so, or something. Yeah. So our guy concludes that it's gotta be a speech impediment because it's easy to hide, but also something he might feel very ashamed about. So now we're in May. Another girl disappears. She was a student at a printing trade school in San Jose, Heather Roseanne Skag. And her mother and her boyfriend and her roommate all recalled that she said she was going with one of her teachers to buy a car from a friend of his. That teacher was a man named David Carpenter, and he drove a red Fiat, which is red and foreign. Oh. No. So they looked into his record. There's past of sex crimes. He spent time in prison. And he somehow didn't show up on the state parole records because they released him to serve out a federal sentence. So essentially he fell through the cracks between state and federal records. Mm-hmm. So then another body is found at Mount Tam that had not been linked to the trailside killings, but it was a high school student named Anna Kelly Menjivar. 
She had worked part-time as a bank teller and her manager's statement after her disappearance. And this was like a little bit before all of this shit started going down. Her manager's statement says she was the kindest person he'd ever known. Wonderful with clients and especially sweet to one of their regular oh, customers. no. Who had a severe stutter. Oh, no. And he killed her? Yep. What a so, dick. Yeah. So David Carpenter gets arrested and his history just kind of hits a lot of points that make sense. Uh, he was born May 6, 1930. He had an alcoholic father, domineering mother, bedwetter, stutterer, tortured animals. Oh. At 17, he was put in jail for molesting two of his cousins. Oh. But he did not sexually abuse any of his victims, right? Or did he? That uh, just maybe not the first one? Right. Okay. So, yeah, because he threatened the one. So the one where the boyfriend lived, he said, I'm going to rape you. Oh. And she was like, no dice. And then he killed her. No dice. No dice. Not happening? Yeah. So he was. That works, yeah. so usually. He, or put in a facility for molesting two of his cousins at age 17. Uh -huh. um, but then he gets out and he gets married <laughs> in 1955 and has three kids. Like you do. Uh, but then in 1960, he goes into the Presidio, which we're very familiar with being in the Bay Area. He attempts to murder a woman with a knife and a hammer. Oof. But she escapes. He gets caught, goes to prison. He's sentenced for 14 years and serves seven. So he's out again. 1970, he's arrested for kidnapping. So he serves another seven years. Jesus. And I this know. guy didn't come up as a, hey, we should look at him when all these people No, started... because it fell through the cracks. Because oh, it went from state to federal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So... A fucking lunatic. So basically, he's arrested, found guilty, and sentenced to die in the gas chamber in San Quentin uh -huh. for all of these trailside killing murders. And there he still sits. And there he still 40 sits. 40 years later. He did a jailhouse <laughs> interview in 2013. Oh my God, he really does still sit there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Carpenter. Oh, so he, okay, so this is 2013. Yeah. So, so this is Carpenter years later. at age 83 is the oldest man on San Quentin's death row. And one of the oldest in the country. He's been on death row since 1984. And he says, despite my age, I'm relatively healthy. My medical issues are minor in comparison to others here. And I have them under control. Well, uh, good for you. Yeah. And it turns out he's a very devout, well-informed Catholic who's super <sighs> good friends with the resident priest. Uh, he attends all the services provided to the men uh on his yard at death row and you he know is very well liked by many of the guys well you know because none of them are perfect in there oh yeah they've all done a few things that they need to overlook or be forgiven well, for they're all innocent and according I, to them. well and you know i mean there is such a thing as like being forgiven for your sins and all that stuff if you are catholic right yeah it's, but that's there's a, a lot of sins it's a lot of sins and i don't know that he should ever get out of jail but it doesn't well, sound like gonna, he will. No. And, but then, like, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm in good health because we've been paying for you to be there for the last right. 35 years and taking all care of your health care needs and every other need you might have had. And so are you pro-death penalty? Like, immediately then? I think if we're going to do it, we just need to do it. Right. Like, one appeal. Don't let them just sit and, and I would and say, appeal and like, appeal and appeal. Right. And if we're going to have it, we need to use it. I don't really agree with it. I think we've done we did an episode on false convictions, right? And yes. so the the odds of there being false convictions and the fact that so many of our law granted you only get that for like serious murders and things like right. that. So 
I mean, mm-hmm. I I feel it's such a complex issue. I can't really yes. come to a good stand on it because some people like my first instinct is like kill that motherfucker, especially like gnarly child abusers. I don't care if you didn't kill them. You're irreparable. Yeah, we don't like want and you why on should earth. we pay for you to be locked up somewhere exactly. forever like what's the point why of are that we, you're you're doing better than a lot of people in this country if we're giving you three meals and a bed yeah like, and then i see things like dead man walking uh-huh. where like he has this last moment redemption oh my god right I fucking sob my face off S- of that movie sobbing but the thing is would he have ever gotten to that place where he, he really wanted forgiveness if he wasn't going to be put to death face. like exactly. so it's it's god i don't fucking know i mean i think sting sanctioned murder is pretty gnarly and I, I generally would say i don't approve of it but then you hear some of these stories and you're like why would we just keep this person in a cell for 30 years like what's the how is that better yeah because nobody wants to pull the trigger yeah it's and now that we have thing. dna evidence to really kind of help corroborate some things so i'm sure people are going to find weird workarounds to yes. frame people for that too i mean at least we're a lot more confident in some of the things that we're putting people in jail for i would hope yeah and it's not just total racism and crazy terrible yeah. representation no but. this guy so in 2010 uh, DNA tied him to an open case. Oh. That of Mary Frances Bennett, whose body was found October 21st, 1979, near the Palace of the Legion of Honor at Land's End. She'd been stabbed at least 25 times in the neck, chest, and back, and her body had been buried beneath a thin layer of dirt and branches. One police officer said he, she had been butchered. So they ran the DNA, and it turns out it's this fucking david carpenter so they pin that on him too so then i would say this about his being um forgiven for his sins because you don't get to get forgiven for your sins until you admit them so if he's oh, still yeah. in he there he claims he's innocent yeah and that his fate was sealed by basically the press um and that there were problems with the jury not the dna no right no at the okay. time he wasn't really talking about that but i guess there was there was a lady on the jury that i don't know lied about something about getting getting in to the jury like that she'd never known a murder victim or something and she had um oh so she yeah. right okay but i mean it still wound up being like a fair trial um but he does claim that he's just he was framed and yada yada which is fucking ridiculous right so then that you can't no. get tied to that many murders and be like well it's a weird coincidence and i would hope that that priest in there is chipping away at him to try to get i mean because honestly like that's just bullshit yeah you know i'm beginning to question this whole religion thing I'm not really sure of the value sometimes. I mean, I guess I don't know some what people get stuff out of it, but I feel like it also provides this huge crazy blanket for people to do terrible things and then be like, oh, but I said I'm sorry. Right. And God told me to, and I'd rather my children be with God, so I drowned them. <laughs> well, like, that was a big leap. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, Or like happens. we were talking about the execution of all those children by ISIS and like, oh, but that's a I holy did. war, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about religion. I think maybe we need to update it's, some it's stuff. It's questionable. I mean, we're questionable. We're awful. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not in charge of the world because I don't know how to fix it. Oh, man, I know. Probably just like bring the plague back. So I was watching. This is a total non sequitur. Do it. Thank you. 
my job. <laughs> um, well, I got this from you, actually, because I saw you post something about Dunkirk. Oh, yeah. So then I watched <gasps> was, it. It was, it was like a Schindler's, uh, not Schindler's List, um, Saving Private Ryan. Kind experience. of, except for these two young kids that were just trying everything they could to get away from this place, right? And I was like, hey, you're leaving all your brothers in arms behind there, sneaky Sneaky boys. Sneaky Pete. Seriously, jumping ahead in line and things. But they kept ending back there anyway. But I was watching this and I was like, what on earth drives people to ever think that this is the solution? I don't Right? Think. Like, that going and sending these 400,000 people to their almost certain deaths is, like, the way to solve a problem. I don't know. And like if we all could just cool it. Than yours and we're better at yeah. shooting guns. Yeah, and but then so I was like, God, that's just so sad that we can't just work this. Like, why? Because I think most of us left to our devices would tell our leaders, like, no, we don't want to do that. Let's just all go hang out and have a cup of coffee, and we'll try to sort this out yeah, instead of like going sure into massive war, right? But then I'm reading stuff about North Korea and the way they treat their people, and like how totally like horrible they are to their people or like ISIS and how horrible they are massacring children on Boko Haram and like Jeez. kidnapping women or you know like all of the horrible things they're doing and it's like so if that's what people are facing I mean like what yeah. do you do about that like god there's just no fucking answers we just gotta wipe the slate clean um, we need an asteroid an asteroid yeah just level the planet. Get rid of all the big mammals. Yeah. It's 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 pretty. We're the worst. There's no good answers. Yeah. So. Anything else about the trailside killer? No. I was just excited that I, it was a serial killer that I'd never heard of. And it was like right in my backyard. Yeah. He did a lot in the Bay Area. But he was based out of like, what's it? FBI headquarters. Where's that? Washington, D.C. Quantico. Quantico. Who was? How did well the 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 Our FBI guy, guy because oh, he did a camper and that Santa they Cruz. Him in. So, but he worked all over the place. Yeah, and there was a weird period of time where Santa Cruz had like three serial killers. I know. Because there's like Ed the Kemper. Down. There was um who else? The guy it wasn't Ed Bundy. Ted Bun Ed Bundy. <laughs> I think Ted Ed. Bundy was in <laughs> Seattle. Isn't Ed Bundy married with children? Yes, he is. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there was two active serial killers, at least like right on the peninsula. Which is crazy. Super because crazy. it's the most mellow town in the world. Yeah, but we have tons of serial killers here. Yeah. Like as far as rates of serial murder go, it's like us. We're winning. Washington. The North Pacific Northwest really Ooh, takes well, it. Yeah. And Florida, Texas. Green right? River killer. Oh, that That's was gnarly. The Anne Rule one? Yes. Green River running red. Yeah. So uh, good. So it's 2018. Let's talk about book recommendations. Because I have vowed. <laughs> because it's 2018. Oh, because we're going to read this. Because I have vowed book. to read 18. I vowed to read 17 books last year. So now I'm oh, vowing. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So like, now I'm vowing to read 18 books this year. Uh -huh. So, of course, I love serial killer books. So I'm doing Mindhunter and I'm doing Beyond the Body Farm, uh, which is about. Explain. Um, the dot. The. The professor that started the body farm at the University of Tennessee. And that's where they study decomposition and yes, things like that? Yes, so there you can donate your body and then it's put in... They just throw it in a field. In a, yeah, well, a variety <laughs> of situations. Like, yeah. how about the trunk of a car? How about the front seat of a car? How about just on in the ground? How yeah. About, yeah, like, 
super cool. And apparently it's a huge waiting list to donate to your give body. Your bo- really? Yeah, people are super into it. That's interesting. But you can't visit it, which is apparently a major bummer. It's not a tourist destination? Yeah, I know. Weird. So, well, who gets to go there? Just scientists? Just a scientist. So you get to go because I think we established I am last week that you are a scientist. I have lots of scientist friends, <laughs> basically. Uh, so Beyond the Body Farm, Mindhunter. Um, I'm trying to finish Green River Killer, but God, it's so... It's called Green River Killer? Yeah. You didn't read the Anne Rule. It is. It is the Anne Rule book. But no, hers is called Green River Running Red. Oh, maybe it is. Called that? Yeah, I listen to all it. On Kindle, so oh. I, I don't see the covers every time I pick them up. I had, um, I did it on Audi- Audible. Audible, nice. Yeah, because then I don't have to actually. Li- I don't have to put you any effort in. Really it just goes right so into my brain. Yeah. Um, and it's fine for books like that, like really well written books mm-hmm. that have like incredible sentence structure and great prose and like yes. all that. I like to read because I want to read them over and She's over and over good, again. Yeah. But if I'm just listening to, like, a horror story or whatever, it's like, that's fine. I can just listen to it. I don't need to really absorb the content. True. Um, but the thing that got me about that book was how into the victims she went. And I, like, mm. really personalized the victims and just made it that much yeah. worse that they got taken out. Like, Yeah, she, even though they were just prostitutes and Even walkers, though they just were. And, yeah. I mean, I hate to say just. Yeah, please don't say that. It's not I've actually word. had some friends that have done that kind of work, and they weren't just it's, them. Yeah, it's not. And it's, that's kind of what nobody her just wakes up and is like, you know what I want to do today? It's it comes from a place of very desperate desperation, generally yeah. speaking, or just totally like I don't know. It's hard. Cause I, I so hesitate to judge because of people's upbringings and things like that. Right. But if you're brought up with a completely different set of yes. rules. And experiences and, you know. Oh, we completely forget how spoiled we are. Yeah. Like I think time, every week we come down to that. God, we're I fucking know. spoiled. Every time I'm like, I watch Intervention. I'm like, people live like this. This is amazing. Yeah. Like, they're fine. With and, her. you know, I mean, half the time I think like, wow, maybe it's even just easier to to not live in the Bay Area and be running amok all the time trying to make things happen. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I'm getting out as soon as I can. Thank you. Good for you. Woohoo! Good for you. I'll get there eventually. Hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I might be. I might I be just will. a cog in You're the wheel on the way, for man. as long as possible. You're on your way, I think. This podcast. Oh, gonna, it's a, my ticket just started. It really is. <laughs> it's the platform from which you will leap to fame. Yep. For sure. Next, doing Dancing with the Stars. Right. You're going to learn Krav Maga. You might become an expert. Yep. Um, maybe you'll be a bodyguard of some kind. Then I'm going to be on Real Housewives of Beverly <gasps> Hills, hopefully. Ooh, so you have to marry somebody. I well, yeah. In order to be a housewife. But interestingly, the entire Real Housewives franchise has more single women than it does married women. Really? How do yeah. they? How do they? Well, they kind of start married and then they get divorced. Oh well, that's like probably Camille pretty... Grammer is on there and she divorced. Oh, she's she's still on that show. She appears every now and then. But yeah, Maloof, the Maloof lady. Oh, yeah, the sister. From Vegas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. got a little cuddle bug. Yeah. You guys, I really need you to adopt these dogs. <laughs> Please. Somebody. Two little chihuahuas. They're yeah. adorable. Being and one of them just climbed into is, my lap. Yeah, being a mother of four is not my 
up my alley because these guys are amazing and they need love and then they get so much love that then my dogs get sad that they're not getting love and it's just drama she can't take it anymore i can't live like that (laughs) but god they're so cute i can't even i don't want to give them away yeah, she is now the owner of four dogs. No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Every, so some movies recently have ruined me. There's That's what the, ruined you, you think? So, no. Have you seen Get Out? No, I won't see that. Oh, it's really good. No, I don't like that. So movie. the maid on it goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> and she's fucking crazy. No, 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 no. So now every time I say no, 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 to the dogs. I'm like, oh. And then I do the Kellyanne Conway Pennywise voice where I'm like, do you want a crazy snack? Do you want a snack? Do you want a crazy, crazy snack? Oh, from Saturday Night Live, yes. Kellyanne Conway. Do you want a quote? Do you want a crazy, crazy quote? <laughs> and I do, that's all so, I do. Ian and I have a no, 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 no that we got from, oh. it was a radio show and and somebody had called in to explain what a donkey punch was. <laughs> And, and so he explains what it is, and the DJ guy's like, no, 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 no. So Ian and I do that all the time nope. now. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, no, I did the get out voice. No, 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 no. Oh, man. Oh, we're so easily influenced. We're all just brain, It really is. Brainwashed. Just goes, yeah, and then it's so weird that things like that will stick with me, and they'll be forever ingrained in my yep. personality, and then everything else I can't remember to save my life. Yeah. But those weird little things will seep in and be like, oh, yeah, that's what I do. I say that all the time. 100%. Yeah. I don't know what that is. So Green River, what else? What else are we reading? Does it Mind Hunter and Beyond the Body Farm, right? Oh. Two good, I think, murder books. Oh, I thought you were going to give us a list of 18. No. You said you were going to read 18 books. Well, yeah, I'm trying to. Well, I got Obama's reading list. So I love number one. That's how much he loves Obama, you guys. Number one, he puts out a list of books and songs that he liked this year. So it's a reading list and a playlist. He's a man of the people. He's a blessed, blessed little God. man. I really hope your mom never listens because oh, if she God. hasn't been offended yet, that just turned her off forever. Yeah, I just... Can I tell you a funny story Ooh, about my, my dad's wife? Oh, yeah. This is a good good Facebook misunderstanding. Do it. So my niece posted a picture on Facebook, or her friend did, of her doing a face swap with Fabio. Oh, So my. it's my niece's face, but Fabio's body is hilarious. So they're all just laughing like that's so funny. And she, uh, her, yeah, my dad's wife, um says are you serious please unfriend me and so we're all like what does she mean what is she offended by what is happening so she legitimately thought it's a picture of fabio with his shirt unbuttoned oh no and she legitimately somehow confused the face swap with it actually being my niece not wearing a shirt or a bra and said that's just and shameful that you would display yourself like that unfriend me yeah like you can't just unfriend yourself no because that would that's like when people leave facebook groups and they're like oh i'm leaving this group you just need to subscribe you need everybody to know that you are leaving and just be able to it's like you know wanting to be at your own funeral type of thing like wanting to see the reaction that people are going to have when you're dead yeah i might have to have a virtual funeral at this point because most of my friends are only online but they also say (laughs) to motivate yourself you should pretend to write your own eulogy 
You googly. Oh, we just did that. We had our phones do it. You know when you just hit the middle button oh, and that does the auto thing. No, thank you. So mine was something about. Oh, mine was. Um, she was just a little bit too out there. And this. <laughs> True. I believe that. <laughs> that was what my phone decided my epitaph uh, should be. Okay. So the books I'm currently reading, I use Goodreads. So if anybody wants to join up on Goodreads, please let me know. I have I, joined up with you on Goodreads. I love I it. Keep up with you. I think it's, I mean, it's like a it's like a useful Pinterest for whatever you're reading. For book nerds. Yeah. So I'm reading Grunt by Mary Roach, who's amazing. Is she the one who wrote that one about tongues or swallowing or digestive system yes okay she did that and she did um what happens to bodies after they die mm -hmm. she does all this anatomical she's amazing science right yeah. so i'm reading that one and that's about army life oh interesting it's, yeah okay. it's really interesting uh beyond the body farm as we said mine hunter how does she know what did she do to study what it was like to she be just researches and follow these guys around okay like she goes to afghanistan and learns about like what happens when you have diarrhea in war zone like these guys poop their pants a lot it's... jeff can you please confirm that for us sorry jeff <laughs> i don't mean to, that's like... what i was thinking because we got this great shout out and recommendation from jeff adamek i'm gonna mispronounce your name i know adamek from changing hearts and minds on the point of view it's a fucking network. legend legend awesome thank you for the shout out but now like now i'm hearing you say this i'm like oh lord i hope a whole bunch of military guys didn't decide to listen and now are offended. No, I don't think it's offensive. I think it's a fucking testament to the fact that, like, you're so They're focused on your asses. job. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, hats off. Seriously. I, can't, I cannot thank the people that I know in the military enough. God bless you. They'll come up with ways. I'd be careful. <laughs> True. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm still reading Sonny Barger, the founder of the Hell's Angels biography. Mm -hmm. It's not the quickest read because it's him, and I'm not entirely sure how like literary he is. Oh uh, yeah, but then there's this amazing one called A Brief History of Vice. And it's Ooh. written by this guy named Robert Evans, who writes for it's either Esquire or. Cracked, please hold. Cracked, and I love Cracked because I think they're actually like legitimately funny and smart. Um, so it's just about like how did we get into drinking and monkeys get drunk and monkeys do coke. <laughs> like it's crazy. All the monkeys are reprobates. I hope you know that they're up to no good all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. But okay. I mean, I think it's fascinating that we're just not the only ones fucking ourselves over. Uh, there's a new book. We're just having a good time. Yeah. Uh, there's a new book in the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series. Isn't that guy dead? He is. Okay. But his family chose a successor. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. So it's called The Girl Who Takes an Eye for an Eye. And that is in my... Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, that's in my carousel. And then I'm trying to be hashtag classic and read an old Agatha Christie novel called And Then There Were None. Okay. Which is supposed to be fucking epic. I thought you were going to say, like, I'm going to read, like, you know, what's his name, Hardy, or, like, Tess of the D Ubervilles or something like that. Oh, like, oh I'm going to read the classics. Yeah. Like, please don't, because they're really boring. No, and then they were not. Well, and I will never read Poe, because he ruined my life with some horrible story of a dead cat. Oh. 
Yeah. Always the dead cats yeah. with you. Yeah. Dead animals. Don't Wait. like it. Yep. No bueno. That's the way to get booted from my life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there are a lot of books now that I've gleaned from Obama's reading list and also my own. Uh, so go find Valentina on Goodreads. Yeah. It's a really fun site. Like if you're even slightly a book nerd, like I really enjoy it. And I'm super helpful in that I'll say I'm reading some book about the history of serial killers. That's and I don't know what it's called or who wrote it. Yeah, I couldn't find it. I <laughs> I literally tried to look on Amazon and I was reading titles to her and none of none them were those. So. Yeah. It's a mystery, whatever book Patty's <laughs> reading. Maybe she'll she'll surprise Maybe us next in a week. super cool tweet at some point. <gasps> I could. Maybe I'll post a picture of it. Everybody no. everybody join the group. Join it's, the party of the book. Like the Beyonce book discussion. Drop. That's amazing. Whoa. But yeah, so that was my that's my murder story. Thank you for sharing. I know it wasn't as gross as yours, but I thought it was interesting. Well, they're going to be separated by days, so nobody will remember my story by then. And this might be a good, uh, good kind of calming. Yeah, mine was just quick and dirty, like, and a lot of people died. And this is just the worst people book were terrifying. review. I mean, he killed a lot of people. He did, but it seemed like he would just did it very like, all right, I got to shoot you. Like there wasn't a lot of things involved in. His murders, right? Well, like, that's why they're saying that it was very... Uh, and I could totally see it being the Zodiac Killer because he would just walk up oh. to people and shoot them in their cars, right? Like, that, not yes. that what he did? And it was L.A., and I feel ridiculous for thinking that it was New York. The Zodiac Killer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. It wasn't these guys. Yeah, I'm dumb. I confused but I Zodiac was... Killer with Son of Sam, which is so fucking rookie. Oh, I know. Sorry, me. Yeah. We're looking for a new co-host. <laughs> well, no, because we don't we don't specialize in serial killers. We don't specialize in facts either. <laughs> right. Take everything we say with a grain Loose of salt. Loose and fast. I think facts. you might have heard that we both were talking, referencing Ranker and Cracked. So yeah. just so you know where we get our content. Half the, the interwebs. Time, Wikipedia. Yeah. Sometimes reliable news sources. Yeah. This we is... might read a book here and there. Yeah. It's, like not, a, it's not my thesis. Right. Uh, so he killed how many people total? I think 10 or 12. And he shot or stabbed, but shot most, stabbed one. Mm. Left mm -hmm. one alive. And he's still at San Quentin. We could go visit him. We could write him a letter. We could write him we a letter. We could write Ed Kemper a letter. Well, where's he? Is he at San Quentin too? That's a very good question. Tell me a fun story while I Google this. I'm clear out of fun stories. Ed Kemper prison. I just told you the fun old people on Facebook misunderstanding things story. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, dun, dun, again, dun. hope they don't ever find this podcast. But uh, he was born in Burbank. Cool. How that? Uh, uh. I am in love with this little dog that's climbed into my lap and is now just hanging you out. You can with have me. him too. I'm basically just giving him all away. Well, this is your. This is one of the ones that is. That's for my sale. actual yeah. dog. That's the one. Yeah. No, no, this isn't your actual dog. Oh, it's, it's my little what? Yeah, it's not. Oh, what DJ word. Jazzy Jeff or whatever his name is. Mm, Jiggy. That's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to um we're going to work on pen pals for prisoners. Murders. Seems like a really Wait, I good can't idea. Find where I am. And we are going to challenge you all to post whatever books you're reading and tell us if they're any good or not. Yes, please suggest books. Yeah, oh, and topics. He, this says he's at Vacaville. Oh, he's in, he's even closer. Well, not closer, but he's pretty close. Where's Vacaville? Vacaville? Vacaville is out towards Sacramento. 
And it's like for the criminally insane. My Remember the story I told about my friend's ex-husband who died in prison? Yes. He was in Vacaville. Oh, my God. Maybe they knew each other. <gasps> oh. We should fit, what if we could visit? Do you think he's gotten like an uptick in visitors from? Since Mindhunter? I bet there's fucking weirdos out there that are like, well, I love him. I mean, like, more like than Like, we keep saying <laughs> over and over again. And I should qualify that who I love is the actor who portrayed yes. Ed Kemper in the show because he was peach. somehow this crazy serial killing, lovable bear of a man. Yeah. Like a little boy somehow. It was He was just brilliant in that, that show. But he very much based it on what... Yeah, and Ed Kemper does, like, audible books now, right? He like, does. he does he books on books tape on and tape. stuff. Uh, so the actor is named Cameron Britton. All right. Keep an eye out for Cameron Britton because he's going to be a good one, I think. Shout out. All right. Anything else? Uh, Are we done with this? Yet. Happy New Year. How's everyone's resolutions oh, going? We we didn't actually, because our last episode came out before. What, like on New Year's. On New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So happy New Year, everybody. We all survived. Yay. Gross. Tell us if you have any good resolutions. I already told you mine. Yeah, and no it's plastic. not going well. Uh-uh, what do you mean? I was trying to talk to you earlier, and you were no, staring no, no. at your phone. Not that one. The one oh. about plastic. Oh, okay. That's yeah. going great. That one's going really well. <laughs> and I wasn't really. I started talking to you right away again. Mm, totally. Every now and then, I'm trying to find stuff on my phone. Ooh. And that just is going to happen when you're trying to find information. <laughs> I mean, when you have to be a source of entertainment and information. You might need to look things up. Anyways, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. We're not sure if this two-episode thing is going to work out, but we wanted to give it a shot. Yeah, maybe you don't want to listen to us for, like, two hours. A week. We're going to bring it up. Not at once. Yeah. Try it. We're going to give this a go, so let us know. Opinions. Thoughts. Do it. Do it. Rate, review, share. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at JustTheWorstPod and on Twitter at JTWPod. And Valentina's like rocking out over there. Just I'm like just sing, listening to her rattle all this singing off because I don't tune. know any of it. Um, we are we have stickers. If you guys want stickers, let us know. We can send some stickers. Yep, mugs. They're only going to be free for a little while. We're almost out of mugs. Mm. We didn't get that many, and we have some t-shirts coming soon. Yep. So keep on the lookout for all of those things. Keep we will on, stop giving on. them away at some point because what I've realized is shipping is fucking expensive. Yeah, that's the worst part. Yeah, it really is. Yep. Like over Christmas, I shipped some stuff that literally cost me three times as much as the gift to Gross. get it where it was going. Yeah. I would just Amazon them a gift instead. But it was like very personally made gifts oh, or things like that that I gross. couldn't. I like Amazon. That. Yeah. Girl. Anyway, um, welcome to 2018. We started it off with a little bit of torture and mayhem, and we should have mentioned that it was the new year last episode, but we're just the worst, so we don't have to do that. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise. Happy New Year this episode. All right, everybody. Love you, bud. Bye.